Hey, hey, thanks for joining us on the show today. Before we get started, I want to remind you that this show and all others before it are available anywhere you get your podcasts. Just search for the MOD report. All right. I am so excited to introduce our guest, Calvin Stovall. Calvin is a graduate of hospitality marketing from Cornell University and former Hilton Worldwide Executive. Calvin has more than 25 years of experience in the hospitality and nonprofit service industries. Calvin's audiences learn real life, hands-on practical customer experience and leadership principles. Today, we're going to discuss the iconic framework, an original method Calvin built that will help us control the things in our lives by deploying what he calls the four Ps. Purpose, people, passion, and perseverance. For our LinkedIn listeners, if you have a question, please post it below and we will try to address it in about 20 minutes. All right. Well, Calvin, I know our listeners are eager to hear from you. So thank you again for joining us today. Well, thank you so much, Doctor. I'm excited to be here today. Excited. Yes, thank you. So you had quite the career with Hilton Worldwide, yes. holding positions such as vice president of brand marketing, mm -hmm. vice president of global brand training. You know, it's an impressive hospitality career. Tell us a little bit more about you and how did you find your way into the hospitality industry? Well, wow, that's a, that's a good question. Well, actually, uh, I've actually just landed into it. Um, I went to a vocational school. Um, I'm actually originally from Chicago, and um, I went to a vocational. I was actually going to be an architect. I, I was taking drafting and going in that direction, and um, I was working for an engineering company. And and uh, one day, a friend of mine actually was like, you know, you, you just don't seem like the kind of person to sit behind a desk and draw lines all day. Your personality is just a little bit dynamic. Um, he's like his and his sister was actually going into the hospitality industry and was doing really well. He said, man, have you ever thought about the hotel industry? And so I, I hadn't at the time. And, and so what I did, I, I kept my full time job and I started going to this hotel school called Echoes Hotel International um, in, in downtown Chicago. I was going there at night and um, I actually met one of the instructors. Um, her name was Karen Sock, and she was actually a general manager at a Holiday Inn um, Chicago City Center in downtown Chicago. Uh, we really connected and she actually hired me um, as a front desk clerk. So I, I actually quit my job and um, at the engineering company and started working in the hospitality industry and just fell in love with it. It's been, it's been in my blood since. And um, I, I was, you know, moved on to be a front desk supervisor at another hotel and then just transitioned, went to graduate school and ended up at Hilton and just you know, the rest is history. I've just been doing this for a long time. And like I said, I love doing it. I'm, I'm all about people and creating memories and experiences. So it's, it's just a perfect fit for me and, have, and just have had a great time since I started. Yeah. So you went from the hospitality industry uh, to starting your own company, Iconic Presentations. Yes. So yes. You, you, you sound a little bit uh, like myself, you know, going from the industry to starting my own yeah. hospitality HR consultancy agency and in, in human right. resources. So right. I'm curious, uh, and perhaps our listeners, you know, why did you do it? Why aren't you yeah. still working that day-to-day -day hospitality grind? 
Well, well, <laughs> you just said the grind, but you know, uh, I was actually <laughs> it's fun. assistant. Yeah, it's fun. I was actually assistant general manager at the Embassy Suites um, in Memphis, Tennessee, for a few years, so I, I know what that can be like. But I, I enjoyed it, and I transitioned into corporate. But really, why I started iconic presentations, um, I, I really enjoy um, um, inspiring people and and helping people be, you know, successful and, and doing the best, being the best that they can become. And, you know, I, I'm still in the hospitality industry. I have not left left it, and but just having my own company, it allows me to reach more people. You know, when you work for a company, you know, you, you of course you're impacting the people that you work with, but I love the idea and having the platform to inspire more people in the industry and just really supporting people out there that are serving customers on a day-to-day -day basis and anything that I can do to serve and help people find their purpose and their passion and things of that nature we're gonna be talking about today, that's just in my lifeblood. And that's why I started Iconic Presentations and just had a blast ever since. Yeah, so you're you're getting into my uh, next question, of course, which oh. is, you know, you're, you're clearly passionate about uh, helping companies and brands obtain and sustain what you call this iconic status. Yes, um, yes. And, and you, you do this by presenting something known as the four Ps, the mm -hmm. purpose, people, passion, and perseverance. And I love this because it's not only applicable to companies or brands, mm -hmm. but to employees, the, the individuals that work in making the brand a reality. Mm -hmm. So um, I would love for you to spend, you know, the next five to seven minutes or, you know, whatever you feel is appropriate to, to just spend some time walking us through the iconic status, the, the four Ps, Mm -hmm. And how it can help hospitality employees, especially today in a in a time of uncertainty, mm -hmm. um, furloughed employees, current employees, maybe even students studying hospitality management at the universities and colleges, and pretty much anyone else listening today. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit more about that? I, I would love to do that. And you know what, Doctor, I, I have you know I just have a an, an affinity for iconic brands, and and that is because I, I just think. For you to be able to sustain and continue to stay relevant in the marketplace, you you have to have a formula to do that, and that's kind of what I've been looking at the brands out there. You know, the, uh, some of the you know BMWs, the Nikes, and, and some of the you know Chick Fil A's and things of those kind of brands that you know Zappos that are out there. They just they have a formula and things that they do exceptionally well. And if you look at those, these four P's are typically the ones that they focus on. And like you said, what I have done most recently. Um, because of the pandemic and all of the other things that are going on around us, I've kind of spun the four P's and kind of looked at it more of an internal or personal way. Um, so let's let's like the first one, let's talk about purpose for a moment. And that's and, and, and the framework is really about being unique. And purpose is all about your why. Um, you know, Simon Sinek is one of my favorite speakers. And, you know, he has a book out there called Why. And, and he talks about a lot of people talk about what they do, but not why they do it. And I, I always talk about, you know, everyone out there today, uh, particularly if you're in the hospitality industry, you know you love what you do. And I know it's been challenging today, but it's all about what, 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 is, what is your purpose? Why did you get into it? You know, and, and, and you know, I, I talk about doing this purpose, finding your, what's your blue diamond? You know, a blue diamond, and you might ask, why did I use a blue diamond? A blue diamond is very, very rare. You can only find it in three places in the country. I mean, I'm sorry, in the world. It's in India, South Africa, and Australia. And the deeper the hue of the blue, the more expensive it is. And I like to tie that into your uniqueness. Everyone out there has something different, a gift that they bring to the table. 
you know, and, and I, I just really like people to dig deep right now. You may be questioning, man, why, why did I do this? Or where am I going to go next? Trust me, you have that blue diamond, you have a gift and you have a, a, a something that you can bring to any organization, whether even if you're starting your own business, whatever that unique gift is, that's, that's the purpose. That's your uniqueness. That's the whole, that's the biggest piece. Once you have found that, what your blue diamond is, you can take that anywhere with you, whether that's professionally or personally, you know? And so I talk about that quite a bit. Can I, can I ask a, a quick follow-up question to that? I feel like maybe some employees or, or, or people in general just have a hard time finding out, I guess, like what their passion is and, and, and maybe even that we'll get to passion in a minute, but like their, their sole purpose. Mm -hmm. How do we do that? Like, is it, you know, networking? Is it through reading books? Is it, I don't know, through prayer? I have no idea. Yeah. What if, those, that, those that may be lost right now that have been furloughed or laid off and they're currently mm -hmm. unemployed. It's how do I find my purpose? How do I do that? Yeah. You, you know what? That's a great question. And I think people find it in different ways, um, doctor, but really it's usually an intersection between something that you absolutely love doing. Yeah. I know you hear people say all the time, you know, if it's something that you can do and not really worry about getting paid for it, that's usually your passion. But we always want to get paid for something, you know, nobody wants no to doubt. do something and not make yeah. any money. But but my thing is, it's usually an intersection between something that you do very well, you love it and people appreciate it when you give it to them. I, I, yeah. I found that when when I'm when I'm speaking and, and people are responding to me and, and I'm getting that back, it's it's you can tell there's something that's inside of you. That, that you can continue to grow and cultivate. And yeah. you know, and sometimes ways you can find it, if you don't know what it is, I bet if you have a circle of friends that will be honest with you, you can ask them, what do you think I do exceptionally well? What is it that you think that's special about me? You've known me for 20 years or whatever. Trust me, they know that there's something inside of you that needs to get out. And once you, you know, ask, I, I'm all about asking more and more questions. As I've gotten older, I realize I can't have all the answers and I don't have all the answers, but I can ask a lot of questions. And if you yeah. do that, you can typically get to a better place. Ask your colleagues, friends, and people that are close to you, what do you think I do exceptionally well? And, and if you listen to it and you hear it, they may say something to you that you might just have thrown to the, to the wayside. But if yeah. you truly listen, especially if you get a consistent answer, that's it. That's your blue diamond. And that's what you need to cultivate. That's Love how it. you find it. Find yes. that find that blue diamond, your purpose. Well, talk to yes. us about the second P for people. The second one is, I, I like to talk, this is all about authenticity, being authentic. And it's all about connectedness. Um, and, and when I say connectedness, I'm talking about connecting with your, your not only your, your, your customers, but I'm talking about your employees, particularly now. I think this is a huge one for you, particularly a lot of people are working remotely furloughed or whatever the situation may be, I'm going to say this is a time where you really have to, if you're a leader, make sure you, you, you're looking out for your people that's working for you. Because um, that, they're dealing with things that you probably couldn't imagine. I mean, they, they may be at home, they got kids they're trying to you know, teach. Um, one of the spouses may be furloughed, both of them could be furloughed and things of that nature. So I really talk about making sure you're staying connected because I think it's challenging, particularly if you do have a remote team, for people to still stay connected to the organization and continue to be engaged when they're away from the office. So as a leader, it's important for you to stay connected and show that you care about your employees' well-being. 
you know, I think it's important. Yes, you have to make profits and things of that nature. But right now, in this time, maintaining the right mental mindset and making sure your people are staying healthy is key. Because when this does come back around, because it will, you want to make sure your team is ready to come back and do the best and be the best that they can possibly be. You know, and another thing I talk about connecting this, particularly if you are a leader, um, some of the things that used to be, I guess, shunned as a leader are probably more important today, like having more empathy, uh, you know, being more transparent, being, you know, being more humble and knowing that you can't do things alone, things of that nature and, and having a more inclusive mindset, uh, making sure that you're um, hearing from all of your people, all of those things and being authentic in it and being real is what's going to continue to help you be iconic uh, moving forward. So continue to do that. Authenticity is going to be king. Yeah, love it. And no doubt about it, as you mentioned, when this thing does turn around, I really do believe that employees are going to be looking at those organizations that they currently work for or previously worked for, and they're going to yes. ask, how was, I, how was I treated as a person? Yes. Was that company authentic? Were they fake? Were they, um, you know, treating me like a good human at the end of the day? Because that's, I think, at the end of the day, and the research shows this time and time again, all people want is to be treated with dignity and respect. Absolutely. And you don't have to pay them a million dollars a year for them to be passionate and to give back to the organization. So I love, um, I love that the, 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 the authenticity piece is, is important for people. That right? is, that is, that's key. And like you said, um, you know, I think appreciation goes a long way. No, nobody yes. wants to be an assumption, you know, yeah. telling somebody well, I assumed you knew I appreciate what you do. No, that's not going to work. I think as leaders, we need to recognize the fact that, that nothing's going to be achieved. That's great. Unless people truly feel appreciated. The word thank right. you goes a long way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's great. All right. Well, let's, let's hear about passion, passion. Yes. That's one of my favorites. Passion. So what, the thing that you can't buy, you just can't buy it. Either you have it or you don't. And, yeah. and I love to focus on passion. I, I particularly, you know, this is this this connects to that blue diamond that we talked about in purpose. You know, you find whatever that is you're passionate about and 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 move forward. And and right now, um, you know, if, if you are if you're leading a team or anything like that, you still have to continue, even though we're in this situation that we're dealing with, and I know it can be challenging and I know it's hard you still have to continue to walk the talk and demonstrate the behaviors that you want your team to have. If you're one of those leaders and you're a woe is me type of person and always thinking about the skies falling, you know, you're, that's going to bleed into your team. That's going to bleed into the customer experience. And then there it goes. So what I like to talk about here is, is, is making sure that you're maintaining and, 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 and showing a positive and being optimist. I'm not saying, you know, everything's going to be a bowl of cherries. But what I am saying, you do want to have an optimistic outlook. Um, the thing is, that's the challenges. What I what I like to talk about here is be careful of the power of your out, your inputs, you know, because inputs, if, if you're the news and all of those things, all of those things will get into your system. So inputs lead to, you know, your emotions and your emotions will lead to your actions and your actions will lead to your results. So whatever you're feeding yourself, if you're hanging around with negative people, if you're listening to a lot of negative news, if you're reading a lot of negative things, trust me, it's going to bleed into your spirit. And that's not what you want to do. You want to continue to try to be objective. And I'm not saying you got to be perfect because nobody's perfect. We're all imperfect people. But what I am saying, you need to be present. And to be present, you need to have an optimistic mindset. Our minds are very, very powerful. Having that iconic mindset and thinking about, hey, 
What can I do today to make a positive impact? I can't control anything that's going on around me, but I have definite control on how I react to them. And that is a, a, a quote that I love. You know, life is 10% what happens to us and it's 90% how we react to it. Because all of the stuff that's going on, those are external factors that we can't control. Focus on what you can control. Love it. And for our philosophy related folks out there, that is a, a stoic or a stoic a stoicism philosophy, which is yes. you can't control it. And, you know, to take those those things that you can't control and take it with a grain of salt and look at what's right in front of you. And I think Brene Brown would also agree with us. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, she would. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. So be in the yes. moment. Be present. I love it. So yeah. let's get to the the fourth and final P, which is perseverance. Yes. One of my favorites is all of them are my favorites. All of them. That's, are right. <laughs> that's all about yeah. being consistent and, 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 you know, being consistent. And what I mean by being consistent, that's focusing on what matters most. But most importantly, when I talk about here is continuing to learn and continuing that having that curiosity mindset. I think one of the biggest things that COVID has taught us is you can never get comfortable or complacent. Um, this is an opportunity. It depends on how you look at it. You can say, okay, I'm stuck here. I can't do anything or take any action because I can't move. Or you're going to be the other side, which is the iconic mindset and say, hey, this is a learning opportunity. This is the thing. This is gives me times to do the things that I probably have talked about, but have not done. And this gives me some time to do it. So I want to encourage people out there today. If you wanted to learn something, if you want to learn how to do Excel, learning how to paint, learning how to, you know, feeding into your passion, or I don't care what it is, but if it's something that lights your fire and gets you excited, now is the time to do it. You have probably more time to do something. But at the end of the day, what it's all about, perseverance, you can't stay stagnant. You cannot get complacent. You got to keep it moving. So that's what that last P is about. And I think today when people that are trying to figure some things out, hey, learn some things. This is times you can listen to some webinars, join some other uh, um, you know, discussion groups and things of that nature. So you can continue to learn, continue to stay relevant. Again, you can help your growth and development. So when this does come back around, you'd be a more valuable employee or, or more you know, valuable owner. You'll just be more knowledgeable. So persevere, continue to learn, stay curious, and keep it moving. Love it. We're, we're getting some questions coming in. We're going to address those here momentarily, but um, I have a couple more questions before we get there. Um, for those that are listening today that, that have the decision-making power to essentially work with you at Iconic Presentations, how can they learn more about you and what it is that you, uh, that you offer? Well, you, I have a website um, at iconicpresentations.net. Um, you can reach me there. I'm on all the social medias at Iconic Speaker. I'm on IG. You can find me on Twitter as well. I have a Facebook page. So you can reach me anytime. And, you know, I'm, I'm one of the things I love about helping organizations is that I don't, I don't take a cookie cutter approach. Um, I try to customize any programs or training sessions or keynotes that I do. And I uh, so would love to, to, to talk to you and, and, and help your organization continue or you as a person become iconic or continue to be iconic. So that's how you can reach me. Fantastic. Thank you for that. And here comes my final and favorite question of all time. As I ask all my guests, if you could go back in time and give one piece of advice to your 20 year old self, what would it be? Hmm. I thought about <laughs> Wow. Okay. I have it. I have it. I have it. All right. Let's hear it. 
Patience, patience. Calvin, have patience. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm saying that because... <laughs> I'm saying that because I, I, I'm, I'm, I am a type A, you know, and I, and I have plans and I have, you know, things I want to do and accomplish. And most of the times they take longer than I think they're going to take. Uh, so so I think that the, the big thing there that I've learned, as long as you know your purpose and you know where you're trying to go, it's, it may take longer. As long as you stay consistent and focused on it, you will get there. It may not happen as quickly as you thought. So I, I would probably say patience is going to be key. And, um, you know, and knowing that, that it, it does it, it, you know, some, it's not going to be a straight line to success. That's what you, you know, sometimes it curves around, does a circle, yeah. it does a dip. So I would say, yeah. Calvin, be patient. Be patient. I love it. Yeah, no doubt. I think sometimes we can get so eager that we want that next job promotion or we want yeah. that next, whatever it is, and we're not patient and we end up, um, finding ourselves in a little bit of trouble. I, I do want to say uh, real quick before we get to our questions, um, which we're going to next. So for those of you listening, if you have any questions, please post them in the comments below um, or to the side. Uh, and we'll, <laughs> we'll have Calvin. I'm just sweating. Myself. I get excited. You are. Yeah. Sure. It's not the humidity in North Carolina. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> uh, but I do want to say, you know, the, the, you talk about finding your passion and your purpose and all of these things. And no doubt if any of those, uh, any of our listeners are familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, as we talk about in my leadership courses, awesome. you know, that this book is still to this day by Chip Conley called peak, how great companies get their mojo from Maslow. Um, he wrote this when, when he was still with Joe DeVive and a lot of the principles in here, as you were talking, I was like right there. If there's wow. one book that we should uh, pick up, it would definitely um, be peak right now because it's all about self-actualization. How perfect. do I get to the top of that pyramid once my basic needs are met? Mm -hmm. But um, you know, that I just wanted to throw that out there. So let's great. let's take a look at some of the the comments from our listeners today um, and what questions they may have. Um, here is the first question here. This is from Autumn Wilson. Uh, just for background and for full transparency, Autumn is a former student of mine of hospitality management. Um, ah, and I love cool. that she's asking this question. What book <laughs> has been on your summer reading list and do you have any recommendations? Clearly, I just recommended one, yeah, but what about that's Calvin? A, that's an awesome one. Uh, I'm actually, um, uh, I have two. One is, um, um, Brene, of course, Brene Brown. Of course, she's is, is awesome, but and multipliers. Is one that I love. Uh, if you haven't read Multipliers, it's a fantastic book. And right now I'm actually reading, if you're in the hospitality industry, uh, I'm reading The Power of Moments right now by Chip Heath. And I can't remember the other author with him, but uh, The Power of Moments is, is, is a great book. The, the storytelling in it is fantastic. And um, it's a great read, but it talks about how we have powerful moments in our lives and, and how you can create those um, personally as well as professionally. So I would recommend that that book as well, but multipliers, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great read as well. And, um, it, I just think those two books uh, have been probably one, some, a couple of the best ones I've had so far, but thank you for the question, Autumn. Yeah. Great. Great. Thank you for that. Um, here is another question from a current student of mine, uh, at California state university, Long Beach. Um, and I have another similar question, um, from another individual, which I'll put up here as well, but um, uh, the question is, is, you know, do you have any specific advice 
for students that are studying hospitality management. You know, they're getting their bachelor's degree to ideally become um, leaders in the industry, whether they want to yes. own their own company or or, um, or or work at executive or management level. And and this echoes another comment, which isn't uh, uncommon, but another question uh, from Blake, which is what advice can you give for furloughed or laid off employees from the hospitality travel industry? You know, that that's a tough one. But again, I think one of the biggest things you want to make sure you do is continue to think positively. Um, I know it can be hard, uh, particularly because right now, I mean, there's probably not a lot of uh, hotels, of course, and, and the hospitality industry is going through a tough time right now. So they're not do a lot of, doing a lot of hiring. But if, if, if it's an industry that you're passionate about, right now is the time for you to, I would say, differentiate yourself. And what I mean by that is the time that you have to invest in continuing to grow and learn. You might want to think about some things which you can do to kind of set you apart that you can develop. It could be an additional skill that you can acquire that would help you in the industry and things of that nature. But also, in addition to that, continue to network. Don't 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 become complacent and comfortable because I, I would say LinkedIn is probably one of the most powerful ways that you can reach out to people and, and continue to maintain those connections that you have the authenticity that you have, reach out to people and, and again, solicit support and help um, because it, I know it's hard right now, but you know what, again, tough times, uh, you know, what do they say? Tough people, what is it? Tough times don't last, tough people do. This is kind of one of those yeah. situations. It's gonna be tough, but I, I truly believe we will rebound and what you wanna do is be ready when it does. So continue to invest in yourself, continue to stay positive, continue to network and, and continue to grow, to grow and, you know, and, and just keep reaching out. You will be successful. You as long as you stay out there and stay relevant, you'll get to your spot. Yeah. Love it. Great. I have uh, a couple of more final questions. This one's kind of long. Um, so I'm going to try to pop it up here. I'm not sure if it's going to uh, fit into the screen. Um, so I'll just read it here. Um, basically, Albert Smith is, is asking this question in regards to these uh, high-end brands, right? So brands or organizations that are not these luxury high-end iconic brands like Chanel, Bentley, Hermes, Four Seasons, etc. How do you bias an organization's mindset to feel like it's part of something truly special when it's attainable by the masses? So in other words, I, I think maybe if I'm reading this correctly, I guess, how do you set yourself apart as an organization um, who believes that they're truly special, but everyone else is doing it or it's easily attainable by everybody? I don't know. What yeah. are your thoughts there? Yeah. Well, well, if, 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 if it's what you just said to me, those brands that are out there, the ones that you named, the Chanel's, the Bentley's, the Hermes, the Four Seasons, trust me, they are different. Um, and, and that's the why they're still here. They've identified their blue diamond. They know they connect with yeah. the customers. They're they're not they're not for the masses. The masses can't you know either they can't. It could be it could be differentiated by price. It could be the service they provide. Like Four Seasons, they've invested in those four P's and they continue to do it. But what they've also been able to do is particularly that last P, which is the perseverance. What they've continued to do is to evolve. Things change. 
And the successful brands that have been able to go decade to decade to decade are those that have continued to evolve and stay relevant. And, you know, we, we hear brands all the time. They're, they're very high. They go, woo, they're, everybody's excited yeah. about it. Yeah. And then they're gone. Um, so yeah. I think, you know, to, to say that, that's why I like this, this, this process, particularly even if it's on a personal level, you gotta, you gotta differentiate yourself out here. It's, it's competitive. And you got to find out whatever that blue diamond is that's inside of you and what benefit that you bring to an organization that's going to separate you from everyone else. And you think about an HR person, they get a gazillion resumes. They get a gazillion requests. What makes you different? What creates that iconic status in you? And so I just think, yeah, I, that's a great question. But trust me, those brands, they wouldn't still be here and be identified as iconic if they didn't find out what was different about them and continue to grow as a brand. Yeah, no doubt. I, so, I hope I uh, answered the question. I, I hope so too. Otherwise, he's probably going to call me later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> She's going to say, doctor, you didn't say it exactly like I asked the question. <laughs> yeah, I know. So there may be a follow-up there, which is great. We encourage that. Um, you know. All right. Well, we have time for, for one more question, um, which is from uh, Brianna Coster. Um, so, of course, thank you for your time and your insights. Most of the iconic brands also have strong organizational cultures. Yes. How do you coach aspiring brands on how to incorporate the four P's into developing a strong and sustaining organizational culture? Great, great question. This great is an area question. that I study. Every, every, everything I just talked about is all about culture. Your, your, your brand is your culture. That's your culture. That's your brand. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some research out there that says 70% of your company's brand perception is created by your employees. Yeah. I am a huge advocate and proponent for employee experience because I truly believe there's no employee, no customer experience without a positive employee experience. Your culture is built and created by your people. Now, as a leader, you have to define what that is, you know, create your core values and things of that nature. But the key your culture is everything, you know? And so what I say to answer this particular question, you have to have all those four Ps to be iconic. But what I really push, and in my keynotes, is leadership is essential. You have to have the right leadership in place. All some of the things that I talked about, the connectedness, um, making sure that you're showing appreciation, being empathetic, having humbleness, being a servant leader, all of those things that you do as a leader and the leaders that you hire are going to be the ones to help cultivate that culture. Wrong leadership, bad culture. And so I, I, I talk about that whole thing because I think that one of the things that we forget, we're all people and, and all of us want to be appreciated and, and, and looked at as being, you know, contributing to the success of the company. But at the end of the day, your culture is going to define everything. And I think leadership has such a vital role in creating that. So yep. hire the yep. right people, hire the right people. And if they, and, and, if they, and, well, and, and maintain those people and maintain them, yeah. right. You got to continue to train them and prepare them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I could talk to you all day long. Uh, <laughs> so again, I, I really want to thank you for your time, uh, Calvin, for, for sharing with us these four P's. And I, I really hope that our listeners, myself included, are going to continue to strive each and every day to be iconic. Um, and, you know, for those listeners out there that have that decision-making power, whether as an ownership group, uh, hotel, your management, executives, et cetera, that 
can actually uh, reach out to you for mm -hmm. this area of expertise, I think yes. you would make a great uh, addition to a keynote or to a, a convention, a, a general manager's conference or something, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. anything out there. I think that's what you, that's what you do. Yes, um, yes, it is. In this area of the four P's to help organizations and their people um, yes. maintain these four P's and become iconic, I think is great. So mm -hmm. um, if you have any closing thoughts, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Yes, I would. I, I just want people, as I said before, you know, I know it's tough right now and um, guys just, just continue to have that iconic mindset, you know, stay positive. I, I think it as COVID-19 it's like kind of like a pot. It's been a, like a plot twist for us. You know, we love, we have, we love plot twisted movies, you know, like the sixth sense and things of that nature. Uh, what was those, the other movie usual suspects. That's what COVID-19 It's a plot twist. We like plot twist in our movies, but we don't like it in our lives. And that's what COVID-19 is. So I just want to encourage you, that again, focus on the things that you can't, that you can control. Push those other negative out inputs out and just continue to go forward. It, all of this is gonna turn around at some point and just be ready when it does. It's all about the iconic mindset. So that's it. Love it. Well, thank you again uh, for joining us, Calvin. Much appreciate your time and sharing yeah. your knowledge today. Yeah. Thank you so much. It has been an absolute pleasure. Please reach out. Um, you know, I'm dynamic on stage, but I do virtual now. So, you know, I, I can inspire you through this screen too. So right. I'm excited, excited right. to be here. So thank you again. I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. So again, uh, for all of you who joined today, if you want to keep the conversation going, feel free to post your thoughts in the comments or go to Calvin's LinkedIn page or my own and link us in and we'll be happy to talk with you. And of course, you can always visit Calvin's website. I put it down there below. Um, it'll also be in the show notes afterwards, iconicpresentations.net. Or you can visit my page at inospire.com. Click on podcasts where this show will be uploaded here momentarily. Everyone, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time.